Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I am your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about the things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether corporate or otherwise. The plan is to get you out of your rut and talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Welcome to the village. This week on The Rutledge Perspective, we're talking about self-awareness. And self-awareness is a concept that is really far-reaching and really broadens impact. And it not only impacts us individually, but those around us. And since we just celebrated National Mental Health Day, it really seemed like an appropriate time to talk about this topic. And it came to me through my own work with the therapist. And yes, I am an absolute believer in therapy. As we were working together through some crazy head trash that I got going on, I began to actually think about all of you, my listeners. My organization clients who are trying to work through connecting and reconnecting employees. Their employees who are trying to maneuver through every day with as little drama as possible. The leaders who are trying to do the same thing. The individuals who are still faced with making decisions and choices that seem both necessary and impossible at the same time. And as I thought of all of you, I realized that self-awareness can be the beginning to the path forward or out or It can be the path to stability and sanctuary, at least for a moment in time. And because this topic is so big and could apply to career or business or personal or leadership or professional or all of those things, I had to pick an area. And so for today, I'm going to pick self-awareness as it pertains to both personal and professional achievement. And so hopefully this will make some sense. So to be self-aware is to recognize what is happening not only to you, but what is happening inside of you and how it's manifesting in your contact with others. How are you speaking to people? How are you showing up every day? How are you acting? Are your interactions draining your spirit or are they just feeling wrong? Those answers to the questions are often tied to what we are feeling and experiencing internally, whether we know it or not. But when we know better, we can do better, which means becoming more self-aware not only enables us to serve others better, but it enables us to care for ourselves better. But it takes not only desire to be self-aware, but it really takes some work and some practice, especially if it's not natural to you to be self-aware. Now, here's a quick disclaimer. As with anything else, self-awareness taken to an extreme can be detrimental. In its extreme form, it can become self-loathing, self-deprecating, all those other awful things that take us off our game, where we just are in that self just flagellation mode. So just know that a part of self-awareness is being aware when the awareness itself is becoming an issue. And if that's the case, especially again, thinking about Mental Health Awareness Day, it is not weakness to ask for help. But anyway, back to the topic. So let me give you an example of how a lack of self-awareness, or in this example, the existence of being completely self-focused, impacts those around us. And so I'm going to tell you a story. I may have told it before on the podcast, but when I was in professional services, we had a particular event that was going on. We were having these big meetings and we were talking about talent and we were talking about assigning people to projects and things like that. And, and in this particular group, which is a new group group in the firm, we were actually talking about uh, some new processes and it got pretty heated in the conversation. And I remember my partner from the office was, was in there 
And later on, we were having a meeting. He said, hey, you know, I really enjoy having you as part of my team. It just, it, you are able to go at things and really talk about them and you don't mind being in heated discussions and really talking directly about things. It's really great. And I'm thinking, well, wonderful. You know, I, that's what I try to do, you know, and I'm feeling really good. And then he said, but, and my spirit started to deflate. He said, you are able to move through these conversations, even if it's heated and quickly get on the other side of it. But not everyone in the room is as easily able to move as quickly as you or to let things go as quickly. And just because you don't have a major concern about whether it's your idea or not, there are people whose very existence is tied to their perspective or their position. And I was completely undone when he said that because I had been self-focused. You know, we had, we had been raised on how to be um, cognizant of how we were acting, but I had not been self-aware. And what that feedback did for me was bringing that self-awareness to a whole different level. I am a woman. I'm a black woman. And I've always been aware of how I showed up and what I said and how I said it always. But that awareness was much more about how I was taught and how I wanted to act as opposed to understanding the impact of my actions on those around me. And I'm, I'm not going to delve into the issues of microaggression and corporate trauma and all that stuff at this moment, because um, all of this craziness that's going on, it's really too much to talk about for today. So we're not going to go there, but maybe we will at some other point. But know that those issues are also a really important this equation of self-awareness uh, because those issues are real. But this new piece of self-awareness took my constant state of self-evaluation that is part and parcel of how I made up that whole introverted empath part of me to an entire different level. Being aware of how I impacted others was a new thing. And it wasn't that I wasn't aware that other people had feelings about things. I just don't think I was as tuned into how my behavior impacted how they felt. It just wasn't something I thought about. And wasn't that I intentionally didn't, I just wasn't aware enough to think about it. And I mean, yes, we know we connect to others, but because I tend to be fairly introverted, I'm not one of those people who just loves people. And I, I love to just move around and kind of be invisible. That's why I love traveling by myself. Although there are times when I wish someone was with me, but I, I love traveling by myself. And it's comfortable for me to be alone or to be invisible or at least to just move through and, and connect when absolutely necessary or to connect one-on-one. -on -one. So I wasn't really thinking about those who were drawn to me for some reason, because it's kind of like, you know, people who hate cats, those are the people that the cats always seek out. Well, those of us who tend to be very, very introverted, but are also very empathetic and tend to have a level of charisma and interaction and connection that we don't even know we have are, people that others are drawn to. So we find ourselves often in these situations that are lots of people or lots of engagement and lots of energy that's being drained. And so that new level of self-awareness that I gained also made me recognize that people are always watching you, even when you don't know it. People are always paying attention to your position. They're paying attention to your perspective. They're paying attention to your opinion, even though they may not act like it or they don't like it, they still heard it and they're paying attention to it. And this is especially critical knowledge for leaders. People are looking to you for your actions and behaviors more than your words. Are you upset? Are you down? Are you angry? Are you content? 
What energy are you giving off? Because it does impact your colleagues as well as your teams. And I use leaders in this instance very broadly because leadership is not driven by position. Anyone can lead from any position. Leadership is driven by behavior or defined by behavior. So for me, I know that I don't have a poker face. I know this. What I'm thinking and feeling will generally show up on my face immediately. And the effort to develop a poker face at this point in my life, I am just not willing to expend that energy. I'm just not. So then what do I do? I can't control my face, but I can control the words that come out of my mouth and the way in which I speak to people. So when I'm feeling, I cannot believe they just said that they must be crazy. What I may say is, okay, I'm confused. Can you help me understand? And it's not that I don't mean that I'm confused and help me understand. It's that I have practiced the pause. We've talked about that before. And I've said, wait a minute, it may sound crazy, but there may actually be some information in this statement that is relevant to me. So I at least need to ask the question and not assume. And the greatest example of this difference between what you're thinking, right? And how you say it and managing your tone is the Southern statement of bless your heart. And those of us who use it, we use it a lot in Texas and all across the South. Everyone understands what you mean by how you say that phrase. Cause there's the, oh man, bless your heart. And then there's the bless your heart. And clearly that same statement means two different things based on the tone. So here's the challenge. How do I not just manage my behavior, but get to the root cause of the issue so that I can address it more directly so that when I do say something, it is what I mean and it can be received in the way that I mean it. That's the key to self-awareness and the connection to self-care. Because now more than ever, it's important to take time for you. And it doesn't have to be hours or days at a time, but when things feel off, or even when they don't, just taking a few minutes each day or several times a day to check in with yourself and be sure that everything's okay is critical. And it's most difficult to serve others when you have nothing to give. So you have to fill your cup so that you can serve other people, so that you can lead other people, so that you can show up the way you really want to show up. So how do I suggest you do this? The first piece of self-awareness is actually to be aware, period. Are people reacting differently than you planned? Are you unable to get responses that you would normally find quickly forthcoming? Or is something just off in your interactions with the world around you? The, ne the next piece of that is to ask why. And why is my favorite question in the world, why? I'm kind of like those kids that ask why all the time. And parents finally say, because I said so, right? But I love asking that question why. Why is this happening? And that is where the hard work begins. Because if every answer to why involved everyone or everything but you, then you just might have a self-awareness problem because not everything is everyone else's fault. We all contribute to what happens to us in some way, either consciously or subconsciously. So when you ask yourself why, be willing to turn the mirror around and look critically at your participation in the current situation. What did you do? What did you say? Where were you? How did you show up? And then ask yourself why to those questions. Self-awareness is really, really deep work and you have to be willing to be honest with yourself. Asking why you did something and then listening intently to the answer and asking why again is really, really hard. 
It can also be really eye-opening and forward-moving because in the root cause of our actions are your feelings. And in the root cause of your feelings are experiences that have formed your perspective. And when you are self-aware, you begin to notice the things that trigger feelings and behaviors that may be detrimental to you. And more importantly, your awareness gives you more conscious choice in your action. And that is about self-care. Giving yourself grace to feel and to understand. Giving yourself the space to ask for space. And acknowledging that we all have moments where we don't bring our A-game. Worse, we show up in a way that's contrary to our character, but honest to our feelings. So through greater self-care, we can become more self-aware. And by being more self-aware, we can serve better. And at the end of the day, isn't that what it's about? Service. I think so. And if you're listening to this podcast and you've been following me, I'm guessing that you do too. And that's the Rutledge perspective for this week. I would love to know what you're doing to become more self-aware, what you found, what did it trigger for you, and what did it make you change or help you continue to do? Your answer, if you'll share it with us, may actually serve someone else who is trying to get there. Thank you for tuning in to the Rutledge Perspective. As always, I truly appreciate it. If you found something here that you love, that made some sense, I'd love to have your comments on wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week. Catch you next time. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please give us a five-star rating. You can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com slash podcast. And you can subscribe to the show where you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. Oh, and if there's someone you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge perspective, please pass it along. Thank you for tuning in.